All right. It's Monday. It feels like fall for like the first time. I think a lot of people are experiencing this, but we're talking about a surprise strike development over the weekend. 72 hours for 7,500 and Chick-fil-A and how their drive-thrus are the slowest in the industry. Mm, measure that. Well, they did. One way or they did, another. And they're slowest. We're going to talk about that. We're gonna, I got opinions. I got opinions already. So yes, it's all good. Yes, yes. Oh, man, it is Monday. And if you're watching, we've had a little debate over this in the pre-show. I am not in front of a virtual background, just so you know. This I am not actual. either. <laughs> Kyle isn't either, right? right. Kyle painted is- his studio over the weekend, and I am at home because we're about to embark on our annual fall camping trip with uh, my wife's family. And so I just set up in front of this nice stone fireplace. But it's real. It's real. Not hating on anybody with a virtual background. Wait a second. It, just saying, Billy I Reynolds. I never pick this as a virtual background. Paul, <laughs> Billy Reynolds just said it's 60 degrees in Central Florida. Even Let's, Central Florida is getting fall. Unbelievable. Which means there's Uggs and scarves and <laughs> ski hats and gloves. Tell me they don't have Uggs in Florida. Just tell me they, they don't have Uggs. they cancel school when it's 60 degrees in Florida. <laughs> like it's going to snow. <laughs> oh, um, Speaking of we Florida, have- we're going to be in Florida this week. We're yeah. going to the NAMAD conference, annual conference. That's going to be amazing. Did, did you look at the temperature? Not 60 degrees. Not 60. No, If no. you flip the six upside Hot. down and you get a nine, it's going to be yep. 90 degrees. That's exactly what it is. I don't know that I'm excited about that, frankly. I'm just getting in fall mode. I got like hoodies. <laughs> I'm like, I got to recalibrate ready. and all that stuff. Hey, before we get into the show today, yeah. um, kind of like flipping from our, our, our usual excitement, um, we just want to express um, that our hearts and our prayers are with a lot of our brothers and sisters in automotive. Yep. There are a lot of tech companies based in Israel. Um, we don't know of any um, significant like issues with health or safety, um, like specifically, but generally speaking, certainly um, an elevated time. And we, we have relationships over there. Kyle, you traveled over there earlier yeah. this year just to say hi yeah, to people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, we, you know, we know that like a lot of the UVI company, a lot of the full path company uh, is based over there. Uh, Fuse, uh, so and and multiple other tech companies born and based out of uh, out of Israel. Um, I w- saw that Aaron Horowitz, who is the CEO of Full Path, was saying, "Hey, a lot of their team members are actually being called up into the military uh, because there's just a, a different requirement on the military there." So, uh, you know, there'll be tech companies impacted, but it's it's real lives that are there. So, um, just uh, our, like like Paul said, our thoughts and prayers, and um, I know that the automotive community will rally uh, around that as much as we possibly can, for sure. Without a doubt. Without, I didn't even think about that being called in the military. So, um, yeah, if you need any connections or with any anybody in any of those companies or want to ask out, please feel free to reach out to us. You can DM us or send an email to crew at asodu.com, and uh, the Asodu community is going to do what the Asodu community there does. There it is. That's right. Just, just really a reflection of the broader automotive community. Um, we got a lot of content coming out from AsoduCon. Um, so I think one that was featured in Steve Greenfield's uh, newsletter this morning is the panel that uh kyle you had with steve and mike stanton president of nada liza borches and damon lester who we're going to see later this week uh an amazing conversation on the future of the industry um so you can check that out also um the next generation of the auto industry had a great conversation around um you know succession uh with jamie butters and alan haig and uh rick Riker that we looped into the conversation (laughs) last minute and boy did he just that really was such a great conversation it really was yep it was fun. I have to say that was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had on a main stage panel, um, just because it felt like 
it kind of felt like I was like super familiar with all three guests. I knew their angles on the industry and I was able to just be in the moment. So I had oh, a lot of fun cool. on that panel too. That's fun. Um, Hey, more than cars premiere. I know last week we talked a little bit that we were going to release it on the 11th. We actually bumped it a week because we wanted to make sure we were ready for it and that everyone gets to see it. So it's actually going to be on October 18th. Uh, we're going to have a LinkedIn event up for it soon if we don't already. We do. Is it up yet? You can go to our LinkedIn. You can find the event right there uh, and, and check it out. So on the 18th, 1 o'clock Eastern, go to the LinkedIn event, find it, and make sure you're there. And let's, let's just say this. A lot of people are always asking us, how can I help like get the word out about a soda more? How can I get more people into this community? And this is a major way you can help is by just being on the live stream to watch the premiere because that's an indicator of people showing interest, which helps our LinkedIn algorithm. It also helps organizations like NADA and other organizations we're trying to get to support the project to see that uh, there's actual desire of the industry to see more content like this. And we'd also be remiss if we didn't shout out Dan Shine, a uh, fixed stops editor at Automotive News for putting a little spot about it in Friday's um, in Friday's newsletter that went out about episode two. Kyle and I spent a lot of time in the fixed stops departments on episode two. Yeah, and, uh, and that's also live on autonews.com. So we really want to thanks thank our friends at Auto News for all their support and uh, care for the, the dealer community and getting stories out, man. Absolutely. Speaking okay. of getting stories out. Segway. Oh, yeah. You know, we needed a break from the, the sad trombone. on. I don't have the morning. sad trombone, so that felt I'm better. Glad we don't ha I'm glad you don't have it because we, we don't, don't need it. As it's not so sad. The worker strike enters its fourth week with a focus on the negotiations. Uh, it's extending beyond just wages. UAW Sean Fain has opted to forego additional walkouts. This kind of came up late Saturday, uh, late on Friday, signaling progress in the Detroit 3. Here's the surprise. Um... He commented on recent developments saying we had a major breakthrough with GM over compensation for workers at electric vehicle battery plants. Uh, GM has agreed to include the battery plants under its national contract. So that hadn't gotten a lot of press, but now is getting a lot of press until recently their UAW's demands didn't explicitly list those things, unionization and battery factors, uh, factories. But, um, you know, obviously it's a surprise move by GM that now puts pressure on Ford and Stellantis, they're like, so oh, right, now this is a part Oof. of the conversation. Um, and like a, a, a second part to the story. So that's like good progress. It sounds positive. Um, you know, whenever Sean Fain isn't, isn't slinging insults, like we're in a good spot, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> meanwhile, this is a nice little uh, nuance to the story posted in Automotive News. The big three have maintained their October incentives. So they haven't yep. cut, cut incentives cold turkey. They that signals optimism about the ongoing strike. Notably, uh, GM's offers offers mirror the same offers they had from September, and uh, they did do kind of a rare thing and say, "Well, these incentives are only good for two weeks." So they're obviously hedging a little bit, saying if we have to pull them, we're not committing for the full, uh, full thirty days. But um, you know, overall, it sounds pretty positive. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of ground inventory. Like I said, we're in that. Uh, uh, we just said the fourth week. Um, which I've been saying all along, if we can get a notable progress into the fourth week and not see additional strikes or a pullback on strikes into the fifth week, I really think that we're going to see, you know, inventory both on parts supply and on ground stock, uh, be, be in an okay place. The question mark will be this week. This is kind of, I think the crux week on whether or not we can accomplish something big where maybe they start putting workers back on the line because they see the progress. Um, or maybe we see some deals reached. That would be, that yeah. would be really cool. Um, 
you know, this is, this was kind of, this was exciting. You know, they, they did the whole, like who gets the rose on, on, on Thursday. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Uh, so it's this up and down drama. It's kind of interesting, uh, but, but cool to see progress. The shocking thing being that they're extending this to the EV plants. Um, I don't think anyone saw that coming, especially amidst pressure, social pressure uh, from Tesla and Elon Musk and how he was citing the differences in uh, in in the cost to produce a vehicle uh, between the legacy manufacturers and Tesla. So, uh, you know, that's that's a um, it's like I, I don't even know how they're going to do it, but they figured it out, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of I don't know how they're going to do it. Stop. Time. And if anything's true, you can trust everything the government says would happen. Uh, U.S. car dealers are offering, who are offering federal tax credits on new and used EV purchases can anticipate, the government's saying, a 72-hour reimbursement um, wow. in 2024, says the U.S. Treasury Department. This announcement follows new guidelines set by the Treasury and IRS addressing dealers' concerns on the smooth implementation of uh fast government payback for this uh, $7,500 credit. The Treasury yeah. and the IRS, uh, the new guidance says starting in 2024, eligible EV buyers can transfer these credits to dealers and use them as a down payment. Um, here's a, a quote from the autumn, uh, actually Wall Street Journal article. Under the proposed rules, the used EV sales price would be determined before, this is about used, uh, would be determined before any trade in value is applied and defined as the total sale price agreed upon by the buyer and the dealer in a written contract of sale. So, um, and they said they're going to separate out any taxes or additional fees required by law. Um, and that's kind of to help that, that sales price cap. So dealers, here's the important part. If you're a dealer, listen up. If you're a GM, listen up. Um, dealers can register on the IRS energy credits online portal. If you click into the show, there's a link to the exact portal this month. Um, by January 1st, registered dealers can start submitting EV sales data electronically and receive payments for transferred credits. So um, I guess yeah. we'll see. This is huge. We ran the story a few weeks ago where there are a lot of dealers and, and people just wondering, hey, are we going to see a reflection of 2008 when when incentives were hard to come by and, and, get re and get recouped during cash for clunkers? And this is the government saying, nope, 72 hours, we're going to have those rebates and incentives in the dealer's bottom line. That is a massive help and change. Uh, you can also, if, if you don't go through the show notes here, you can go to our daily email today. Uh, I think it's the third story down. Re re recaps a little bit of exactly what's required for the EV tax credits. Also links to the online portal where you can go register. Um, but you got 90 days to make sure you're registered up. All your team is educated on exactly how to get taken out. Yeah, yeah, don't wait. Do start it now. it now. There's like... Um, yeah, and if you don't get the daily email, it's a nice uh, like compliment to the show. Different different stories. Uh, you can get it at a sotu.com. Uh, just thousands of people opening this thing every single day, uh, loving on it. So uh, just a little plug there. Speaking and, uh, of thousand people, thousands oh of people every God. single day. Segway. Time. I wonder how many thousands of people for real. A lot, despite having the industry's slowest test drive, slowest sorry, not test drives, slowest drive-throughs. I'm putting an asterisk there. Chick-fil-A continues to, to win the hearts of customers. A, a recent QSR magazine survey found that while patrons might wait longer at Chick-fil-A drive-thrus, the chain's unmatched accuracy, food quality, and exemplary service satisfaction more than make up for the extended wait times. So the drive-thrus for Chick-fil-A, according to this survey, are the industry's slowest, averaging a 5-minute and 12-second wait time. 
Some people get their food that fast at Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, Taco Bell topped the list as the quickest drive-through, uh, followed by Wendy's and KFC. Despite the weight, Chick-fil-A led in accuracy, food quality, and customer satisfaction. Here's, here's the real numbers, though. In 2022, Chick-fil-A sales reached 18.8 billion, a 12.8% increase from the previous year. Um, based on mystery shopper visits for Chick-fil-A, this is the way that people feel. 91% say, well, it's friendly, you know? Well, here, when we talk about the way people feel, so I think the fastest drive-through time in there was Taco Bell at three minutes or 42 seconds. You just got to throw some slop in a shell, wrap it up, throw it out the window. Here's the difference. The difference between it being long and feeling, feeling long, long are completely separate things because when yes. you get greeted at the drive-thru and they're like, how many can you take your honor? Yep. <laughs> right? Well, it just feels like it goes on forever. But, but when you pull into a Chick-fil-A, it's almost like a little show. You have multiple lanes. Oh, yeah. You have all these enthusiastic, smiling people running around in their little safety vests with their tablets, like smiling, going to cars, this and that. I've never felt like it felt long in a Chick-fil-A fil drive. Well, here's my question. And and I don't know. I Maybe we need to look at the survey a little bit longer. But to be like uh, just under three and a half minutes for a Taco Bell, like that most Taco Bells hardly ever have three people waiting in line at a time ever compared to a Chick-fil-A that typically have 30 to 50 people waiting in line at a single time. I There's got to be like a metric that they could... Oh. They did, there is something similar to that in there. It's not adjusting the time, but they said like the throughput of vehicles, like vehicle per time, right, is like Chick Fil A wins that race. Like right. how fast they can get vehicles through the drive through. Like that's I think the the metric that that you're looking for. That yep. is there, and Chick Fil A is like very, very crushes right. And so I think that this is this is like you said. How does it feel if you have to be there for five minutes and twelve seconds? You know you're going in. You know you're going to be twentieth in line. Does it feel good? By the time you get through the line, do you do you, is your order accurate? Is the yep. is the food hot so that the satisfaction right on the there. other end of that is like I Forget waited it. for this for a reason, right? And this is this tie this back to what's happening in every dealership across the country every day. It. Maybe maybe you have your sales process and your rock star and your forty five minutes to an hour getting people out the door. That's great. Make that experience great. The time is always in your favor. People are going to feel great. If you're not there yet, if you're working on it and you're still at two hours or maybe more than two hours, there are a lot of things you can do that make it not feel like two hours. Yes. Because that two hours is going to feel like six hours if you're not communicating well, if you're not being attentive to their body language and their needs, and you're just running them through your process without empathy. So, I mean, Jesse Cole was like, Hey, he like, was like, why not make it longer? It's so great that people want to stay longer. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that that, that we can take that and whether you want to, whether you want to be at a 15 minute process or a three hour process, what are you doing in that timeline to where people don't feel like they're ready to leave by the minute yep. they get there? Um, and if we can execute that as, as an auto, like as auto, we're going to win. I think that's the way to end it. Hope you have an amazing Monday. Uh, reach out, pay attention, pay attention to the customers and make, make your day feel like it was only half as long.